0: Fix the World, Episode 8, Eliminate Preventable Child Deaths. I'm Doug Dix. Almost 5 million kids under age 5 die annually. The vast majority of these deaths could be prevented for less than $1,000 per at-risk kid per year. There is no fixing the world that doesn't eliminate preventable child deaths and the vast majority of child deaths are preventable. According to UNICEF, global under-five child deaths fell from 13 million in 1990 to 5 million in 2021. This major progress in such short time inspires optimism for fixing the world. But we must finish this job It's neither a difficult nor an expensive feat, but it does require popular will, and that's what's lacking. According to the World Health Organization, almost half the childhood deaths are due at least in part to malnutrition, hence the importance of ending hunger. Almost half the child deaths occur in newborns during the first 28 days of life, Hence, the need for gender empowerment, good reproductive care, and exclusive breastfeeding. According to the World Health Organization, the leading causes of child deaths are preterm birth complications, birth asphyxia or trauma, pneumonia, diarrhea, and malaria. What to do about these causes? GOBI is a UNICEF, World Health Organization, acronym to highlight effective but cheap means to reduce child deaths. The G stands for growth monitoring in order to direct supplemental nutrition to the kids who are not growing. The O is for oral rehydration therapy to sustain kids through bouts of diarrhea The B is for breastfeeding, as the best food for infants, especially during the first six months of life. The I is for immunizations, as the best protections against infectious diseases. In addition, bed nets provide cheap protection against malaria. No country has more child deaths per year than Nigeria. It deserves a spotlight. Nigeria is not a poor country. Its gross domestic product is $580 billion. Only 30 of the 210 countries have higher GDPs. Because of its enormous population, the per capita GDP, a rough estimate of per capita income, is only $2,600. But that's three times higher than the World Bank international poverty line. And nine of ten countries, with GDP per capita in the range of Nigerias, managed to keep child mortality rates much lower than Nigeria's. So Nigeria's colossal child death rate is not a necessary consequence of poverty. It's a consequence of choices by Nigerian administrators and charity executives on how to spend money. Nigerian kids die because of these choices. Is anything more important than eliminating preventable causes of child deaths? That answer depends in large part on the cost. It's small. $1,000 per at-risk kid Per year. The World Bank has set $2.15 per person per day in purchasing power parity as the international poverty line. According to the World Bank, everyone above this line should be able to acquire adequate amounts of all necessities. But the international poverty line does not take account of some important non necessities, such as sanitation, electricity, and education. So I bumped the poverty line up to three dollars per at-risk kid per day, as the amount needed to eliminate preventable childhood deaths. That rounds to one thousand dollars per at-risk kid per year, or $2.5 billion per year total. For that price, all at-risk kids could be rescued. Is it a large price? Listen, Tiger earned that amount playing golf. Michael earned a billion more playing basketball. For $2.5 billion, you could own the St. Louis Cardinals. For twice that, you could own the Red Sox. The U.S. military spends $5.5 billion each day. If all soldiers took a half day off, the savings could eliminate preventable childhood deaths for a year. NASA needs two spacesuits, at a billion dollars each for the next moonshot. I vote for canceling the moonshot and saving the kids. And then there's the foreign aid. There's so much foreign aid. The Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, a collection of 38 rich countries, spends $280 billion annually on foreign aid. Of that sum, $32 billion is from the USA. American individuals bequests, foundations, and corporations gave $485 billion last year to American charities. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has given $54 billion since 2000. The Gates Foundation proposes to tackle, quote, the toughest, most important problems, unquote, And it points to progress in reducing childhood deaths as the best evidence that Gates-funded work is successful. You can't help but wonder why, with all these billions available, no one finishes the job of ending preventable childhood deaths. The Gates Foundation funds some projects that are not of high priority, such as medical research, and a green revolution. Some funded projects, such as gender equality, a giving pledge to unspecified charities, and education are counterproductive. Nigerian kids at risk of preventable deaths could be rescued for $850 million, or 1.5% of Nigeria's GDP. Why do government officials and charity executives find other ways to spend money? It's because they're not educated. They don't know what's more important and what's less so. And they don't live in accord with priority. So they build roads or boost the economy or national security and ignore women and children, hence the need for real education. Half of all childhood deaths occur in just five countries, Nigeria, India, Pakistan, Democratic Republic of Congo, and Ethiopia. India ranks among the richest countries in the world, with a GDP of $3.9 trillion. Only four countries have higher GDPs, the USA, China, Japan, and Germany. But only Nigeria has more child deaths per year than India. Why are Indian kids dying? It's not necessarily poverty, because India's per capita GDP is more than three times higher than the international poverty line. It's the same cause that kills Nigerian kids. Administrator choices on how to spend money. India could rescue all its at-risk kids for less than 0.2% of its GDP. It's a no-brainer. But Indian administrators prefer to spend on launching missions to the moon and Mars. India beckons engineers from throughout the world, and they've made India the Asian leader and aerospace research. But exploring outer space is not important when kids are dying of preventable causes. Pakistan and Ethiopia could each rescue all their at-risk kids for 1% of their GDPs. Even desperately poor DR Congo could rescue all its at-risk kids for 5% of its GDP. You can't help but wonder why so many administrators in poor countries find unimportant ways to spend their country's money. But the answer is always the same, lack of education. Now, don't be distracted by diplomas and degrees. India has 508 universities, Pakistan, has 218, Nigeria 170, Ethiopia 79, and even DR Congo has 20. No doubt the graduates have marketable skills. No doubt they get rich on those skills. But it's highly unlikely that any students at these or any other universities worldwide ever even consider what is more important and what is less so or how to live in accord with true priority. That's why the world needs fixing. Nigeria, India, Pakistan, DR Congo, and Ethiopia are all democracies. So it's the people, ultimately, that choose to ignore preventable child deaths. But I doubt the people of these countries ever learn any more about government of, by, and for the people than do the people of the United States. India is routinely portrayed as the world's largest democracy, but democracy is government by consent of the governed. Some 800 million Indians are desperately poor. Not one of them would consent to space research before eliminating preventable childhood deaths. And I doubt anyone in India knows anything about science. Indian Prime Minister Modi has promised to make India, quote, the most advanced laboratory of modern science, unquote. This is how he diverts funds from efforts to reduce childhood deaths. But he doesn't know what he's talking about. Beware. Beware. Higher education is a threat to public health and democracy. Graduates of Indian universities may be able to create engineering marvels, but neither they nor their prime minister know what science is. Here's the definition from the American Association for the Advancement of Science. For its part, science education, meaning education in science, mathematics, and technology, should help students to develop the understandings and habits of mind they need to become compassionate human beings, able to think for themselves and to face life head-on. It should equip them also to participate thoughtfully with fellow citizens in building and protecting a society that is open, decent, and vital. Unquote. Science, therefore, is about knowing priority and living in accord with it. Do that by ending preventable child deaths now, by ending hunger, empowering women, and ensuring real primary education. Thanks for listening. Please tune in next week.